Hey, thanks for tuning in to the second episode of the Mostly NBA podcast. I am Michael Higgins. I am Jacob Farrell. And I'm Matt LaVey. And we're coming back at you with opening night uh, analysis. It is Wednesday, October 26th. Last night was opening night in the NBA where we had three games. We had the defending champion Cleveland Cavaliers hosting the New York Knicks for ring night and banner ceremony. We had the Golden State Warriors taking on the San Antonio Spurs. And we had the Utah Jazz and the... Portland Trailblazers playing each other. So we had some exciting action last night in the NBA. I want to get it started with uh, what, what was going on in Cleveland and a big night for the city. The Indians hosted and took World Series Game 1 while just across the Gateway Plaza, the Cavaliers uh, got their rings and host, hoisted the 2016 NBA Championship banner before taking on the New York Knicks, the new look New York Knicks. Um, and it was just a great night all around. The game was was better than I expected it to be. Usually the Cavs seem to come out flat, especially when there are expectations or when there's um, a lot of excitement. But the Cavs got off to a great start last night. Uh, they were um, firing on all cylinders. That offense really looked like it knew each other, as opposed to the New York Knicks, who didn't quite seem to be comfortable with each other yet. Um, and they were really run off the floor by the Cavs. Uh, the speed and defense that the Cavs brought last night uh, really surprised me, and it was good to see. Yeah, you could totally tell that the Cavs were the team that won the championship la- uh, last year. Um, just right at the gate, they came out swinging. Uh, you know, heavy hitters like LeBron and uh, Kyrie just really showed uh, that they deserved the title and that they deserve uh, to be in the running for it again this year. But uh, really strong performance for the Cavs. Yeah, guys, the Cavs, I mean, they played like they were world champions, ready to defend and, you know, make another run at a title. I know we talked about it a little bit in that first episode how we felt like kind of last year, the cloud of the Golden State Warriors defeating them in 2015 was really hanging over them all last year. They had that, you know, can they defeat them? Can they get back to that point? And can they finally take the Warriors? And we talked about how they finally got that weight lifted off their shoulders. And guys, they looked really good last night. LeBron posting a triple-double, just doing his regular LeBron thing. Uh, Kyrie Irving, 29 points. Kevin Love also added 23 points. So the big three showed up in a big-time way. Yeah, it was really good to see him get out and running. Uh, I think LeBron had like five breakaway dunks. He uh, threw one down over Joakim Noah. He seemed very excited to be back on the court. Uh, Kyrie looked really good, but LeBron's triple-double really surprised me. Um, Kevin Love with a very solid double-double with 23 and 12. And yeah, the defense uh, looked really good too. They were getting a lot of fast breaks. Uh, A lot of the offense came that way. Um, So it was just a great night all around. You could tell that they were very excited to get back on the court, very excited to get their rings. Uh, big night for the city, and you could feel the energy the whole night in the queue. And uh, so what did you guys think of the Knicks' performance last night, Michael? Give me uh, some of your thoughts on how their uh, synergy worked out. Well, first of all, I completely overlooked the fact that Courtney Lee is on that team. I knew he had left Charlotte, and I knew that was a big blow for Charlotte. And I just I, I just forgot <laughs> that he was on the Knicks. So, um, But the Knicks, I think I may have undersold their talent but not to a huge extent um I still don't think that they're going to have the kind of season that a lot of people think they will like a top four seed in the east but they'll be competitive um you know Derrick Rose still has some pep in his step uh Noah's still a tough interior player even if he isn't um as you know he's not an all-star level uh rebounder um anymore but he's still a good presence for that team I think Porzingis is going to have another really solid season Anthony's Carmelo Anthony. So the Knicks kind of are what they are. You know, they've got talent, but they're not going to give anybody fits, I don't think. So um, I actually was surprised that they didn't come out tougher last night. I would have thought that, you know, they would want to spoil 
uh, the defending champs, Big Knight, you know, getting the rings and everything, and they'd come out, um, you know, very energized. But really, they, aside from a couple of, you know, 9-0 runs or whatever it was, uh, they would fall down 10 and then come back within four or so a couple times. They didn't really show much life. Um, they didn't show that much life. I was expecting them to have a lot more energy, and they really fell flat towards the end there. And I, I couldn't believe the final score when I saw it um, because I had stopped watching to go home. Um, I was at a restaurant. I had stopped watching to go home, I think, in the beginning of the fourth quarter. And I got back, and it was like a 30-point lead. So I definitely wasn't expecting that, but I don't think that's something that they're going to continue. Yeah, I think overall, just the Knicks kind of came out sloppy, I guess you could say. I mean, we know what their starting five is consists of. We know they have that star power there. Um, I think the biggest question for me and the issue that I saw last night, although it is only the first game of the season, um, is the Knicks bench. They're just not very deep, um, you know, from top to bottom. And that's uh, that could obviously cause some problems down the road as it gets to, you know, playoff contention time and whatnot. But overall, Carmelo had a really solid game. Um, another disappointment for me, though, was uh, Joe Kim. Zero points in his debut. I know he's been struggling offensively as of the last few years, but Joe Kim's got to put up some sort of help down low um, as far as offensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that you have to take into account the other people on the floor, though. He's definitely not the guy that, you, that you're going to be getting the ball into his hands to be doing the majority of your scoring. You've got Derrick Rose, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Epps, Porzingis to do that. Um, even Courtney Lee's not a bad option on the wing. So I think Noah's sort of there to be that presence to clean up um, on the boards, and he's mostly there on the defensive end. So um, while I am surprised that he didn't have any points, I think that's something that's going to happen sometimes when you've got that fifth option on offense down there. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the major takeaway is uh, anyone that was watching could definitely tell that the Knicks are a young team. Um, Not in terms of individual players, but just the fact that we have assembled this super team. I use uh, air parentheses there, or air uh, quotations there. Um, And you have a lot of stars uh, doing kind of their thing, you know, D-Rose and um, Mello kind of showing up last night, but really just an overall lack of synergy with the team is uh, what doomed them. Now, speaking of synergy, uh, if I may segue here, Let's talk about the Golden State Spurs game on the uh, West Coast. I have a lot of thoughts on this game. It was a it was an incredibly fun game for me to watch as a fan of uh, some some good old fashioned uh, basketball and not the uh, the flashy highfalutin uh, three game that the uh, Warriors like to put on. Uh, so tell me what you guys thought of that game. Yeah, absolutely. There was uh, so much. Just anticipation heading into this game. Probably the most excitement heading into, you know, the beginning of the year around one team, probably since, what, the 2011 Miami Heat when LeBron decided uh, to go down to Miami. Um, I just feel like, yeah, the Warriors were kind of a little bit sloppy offensively. Um, you know, a couple turnovers here and there. But overall, I thought, um, you know, they're, they're the Warriors. They have that star power. Kevin Durant came ready to play. Uh, Steph Curry put up numbers. Draymond played well. Uh, Clay Thompson... Uh, you know, didn't get the ball as much, but I mean, that's just going to be, you know, on a regular basis. Some guys aren't going to get the ball as much on some nights, but overall, I mean, they're going to continue to get better, obviously. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, they didn't quite come out the gate with as much gusto as I think people were expecting. And the fact that they lost, um, and in such a, a manner too, they lost 129 to 100 to the Spurs. Um, a lot of people were like, oh, what super team? Oh, they obviously can't get it together, but that's, you know, that's 
ridiculous. They're obviously going to be a great team. Uh, I think it's, like I said before, all about synergy. They just need time to uh, adjust to each other's game plans. Listen, I don't think we have to worry about the Warriors' defense. Um, I certainly don't think we have to worry about the Warriors' offense. I think it was just one of those things. The uh, nerves were running high for opening night. It's a very new team. Um, Outside of their starting lineup, which has changed with the departure of Harrison Barnes and Andrew Bogut and, of course, the arrival of Kevin Durant, it's a very different bench as well. So I think that they don't quite know how to play together yet. And I think, um, as I believe I said last time, I think... They're going to get it together very quickly. They're going to have those opening hiccups like every team does, but they're going to figure it out. I, I trust Steve Kerr will figure his rotations out very quickly. And, um, you know, as fun as this was to watch, I'm not expecting this to keep up. I think uh, what you said was true about, you know, there are going to be certain nights when certain guys don't get the ball as much, and that's what happens when you have um, four very skilled offensive players on the floor at the same time. But, yeah, anybody who says – and I don't think anybody was really saying this, anybody at least with basketball knowledge, that the Warriors with Kevin Durant on the floor isn't going to work. I mean, that's that's blasphemy. <laughs> like, the Warriors are going to be so much better with Kevin Durant because imagine what their death lineup was last year with um, Curry Thompson, Barnes, Iguodala, and Green. Well, you switch out Barnes for Kevin Durant. I mean... You already have a better team. That's unbelievable. On that's unbelievable right there. That's an all-star team right there. Um, truly, because, you know, all four of those guys are all-stars. So they have nothing to worry about. It was a little embarrassing to come out like that. But, you know, look who we're talking about on the other side. The Spurs have been a franchise that's known each other and been together for such a long time. The core of the Spurs is probably six, seven, eight guys deep that have played together for a very long time, have won championships together. So this is a team with experience playing with each other, coming in against a team that is still trying to figure it out. Um, Obviously, on paper, the Warriors have more talent, but the Spurs are just such a class organization um and a great team uh, Popovich obviously had him ready for the start of the season and how about Kawhi Leonard guys um my MVP pick before the season coming out with 35 points and five steals um he was all over the court he took it out of Curry's hands a couple times and uh it was fun to watch how fast the Spurs defense was moving and they totally uh shut down a comeback that the Warriors were trying to make in that second half absolutely Kawhi Leonard definitely showed up and showed that he wants to make a statement that the West is not won before the season has started. He wants to make a statement that um, there are players, there are teams that could definitely pose a threat to the Warriors. Um, Him, and I also want to mention Simmons. Simmons had a great night too. Um, He actually had a a chase down block a la LeBron uh, towards the end there on Curry. Uh, Just an awesome sight to see. I think almost like picture perfect uh, uh, similarity to the LeBron the LeBlock there. So that was very fun to see. Also, how about that dunk? That slam at the end, just (laughs) with like two seconds left. Simmons drives in and destroys the rim. I forgot who he dunked on, but it was very impressive. Yeah. um, Kind of disrespectful, but uh, in in all the best possible ways, uh, basketball can be disrespectful. Uh, Very fun. Very fun to watch. Absolutely, guys. I mean, I feel like all the buzz obviously was surrounding Golden State. And um, not that we forgot about the Spurs, but it's just reminded again what they're capable capable of, and uh, you know what Greg Popovich does just consistently year in and year out. Uh, the Spurs aren't going to lay down to anyone, and certainly not Golden State. It's going to be really intriguing to see uh, how these two teams play out uh, as the season go along, and um, looking like it's going to be a Spurs Warriors Western Conference Finals. That would certainly be fun to see. 
And yeah, guys, like we had said, I don't think that last night's game, Spurs-Warriors, I don't think that's going to be a foreshadowing of what's to come. I don't think the Warriors are going to struggle for that long. But let's enjoy this time in the season when uh, they're at the bottom of the Western Conference. 0-1 to start the season after starting last season with, what, I believe 24 straight victories. So moving on from that into a different Western matchup between two fringe teams, um, the Portland Trailblazers and the Utah Jazz. Uh, pretty good game. Uh, I think they went 38 for 38 combined on free throw attempts. I don't think anybody in the entire game missed a free throw. So that was something. And then Damian Lillard coming out and making that strong opening statement, um, talking about how he wanted to be the MVP and coming out and putting up 39 points. So I want to get your guys' thoughts on uh, this matchup of two Western teams that definitely are very tough and on the rise. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. I mean, Damian Lillard, my goodness, just had an outstanding game, um, you know, with all the buzz surrounding other players. Uh, throughout the league about MVP hype with Russell Westbrook, LeBron. Let's not forget about Damian Lillard and what he is capable of. He can score on anyone on any given night. Uh, The Jazz did have a solid night, even though they lost. Uh, Joe Johnson had 29. Rodney Hood also added 26. I just think it's hard to tell with the Jazz now until Gordon Hayward finally comes back, which is expected to be around mid-November. Until he comes back, you know, to when we can finally see what the Jazz are going to be capable of. But um, a really solid game for both of these teams, and they're looking like it's going to be a good year for both. Yeah, definitely impressed with the Jazz. They were able to come out like this on opening night without their leader in Gordon Hayward. Um, That's something that shouldn't hold them back for too long. They're a tough team. You know, you think Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert with the veteran and Joe Johnson. You know, it's a team that is definitely one to watch in the West. I think they'll end up being in the lower four seeds, but in the playoffs. Um, And definitely a team that on a nightly basis, teams aren't going to want to face. That's going to be a team that you can't overlook or they'll steal one from you. So um, I think Portland is on a little bit of a different level than the Jazz. Portland is definitely starting to figure it out. They had a deeper-than-expected playoff run last year, taking down the Clippers in the first round after the Clippers sustained some injuries, and they got some uh, good experience against that ridiculous Warriors team from last year's playoffs. So I think that Damian Lillard is leading a group of guys that is starting to believe in themselves as a contender in the West, and Lillard is certainly believing in himself as one of the better players in the NBA. Yeah, guys, really no disagreement for me over here. Damian Lillard really showed up and showed why he has the potential to, to grab the MVP this year. Um, in a debut game uh, against the Jazz, to come out with 39 points like that is spectacular. And I, I'm really excited to see this guy play more this season. Portland is uh, poised to become a, uh, a team that I, that I definitely look out for. Yeah, and another note on Lillard um, before we move on. I had actually said this to Jacob the other day. Damian Lillard right now, starting the season with the 39 points, and everybody knows what he's capable of. He has shown it in his first couple seasons in the league. He's an elite scorer already, um, and he's definitely a leader, much more so than I expected him to be this early in his career. And it kind of reminds me of what Stephen Curry blossomed into with that new Steve Kerr offense a couple years ago. I mean, you talk about a guy in Stephen Curry that was a very exciting player when the Warriors were like a sixth seed in the playoffs for a couple years that, you know, the year they beat the Nuggets in the first round. Curry was a very exciting player then. He was the kind of guy that, you know, if you let him, he would drop 11 threes on you. Um, And he sort of got the same kind of respect that Lillard gets in that everybody loves to watch him play, but nobody expected much from his team. And then he came out the next year and won the MVP. Now, if you would have told people coming into 2014-2015 season that Stephen Curry was going to win the MVP, people would have laughed at you because you've still got people like LeBron in the league. You've still got people like Kevin Durant in the league. Um, so nobody would have believed that Curry would have been the MVP then. And nobody has really discussed the true possibility of a Damian Lillard MVP season. While I think it's, you know, 
the perfect situation for him. He's the leader of a team that has heart, gets to the playoffs, and puts up fight. And he's the leader of a young team. And when you're the leader of that kind of team and you're putting up the numbers that Lillard is capable of putting up, you'll get some recognition, especially if you can carry that team through a very good regular season run. So I think that's somebody definitely to watch out for um, in Dark Horse MVP candidacy. Yeah, definitely exciting to watch, uh, especially in the West where it is seemingly kind of crowded uh, in terms of MVP talks. You have another big guy out there, Russell Westbrook, who is definitely making his case to uh, for that MVP spot. He's he has a lot to prove with his Thunder team. Uh, people are calling this year his revenge tour uh, because of the incident with well because of the departure of uh, KD. Uh, it definitely seems to have affected Westbrook. Um, definitely seems to have sparked him a bit. So hopefully we get to see some of that fire the this season. Uh, but I don't. He's definitely not making as strong a first impression for MVP out West as Lillard is, which is surprising. I thought it, it definitely would have been Westbrook's night to shine. Well, I think you can't read too much into one game. I think obviously Westbrook is going to show over the coming months that he is an MVP candidate in the West um, as one of the West's better players. But yeah, certainly, if you would have told me that somebody was going to have 39 points on the opening night and pick Westbrook or Lillard. I would definitely would have gone Westbrook. I think most people would have. So um, I think it's interesting. Okay, guys. And yes, I am going to bring it up because I am obligated. Uh, the Orlando Magic played their home opener tonight. First game of the season against the Miami Heat in the Amway Center. Uh, game actually just wrapped up at the time of recording. Final score, Heat 108, Magic 96. Sorry, uh, buddy. Yeah. It hurts, but can't say I was expecting uh, much different. Um, I am I am surprised that the Magic were able to keep up as, as well as they did. Uh, it's, you know, you got to find the silver linings. Serge Ibaka coming in with seven points. He was a big uh, deal, big trade we made over the summer. Traded him with, uh, well, for uh, Victor Oladipo, we sent him over to the Thunder and we got Serge out of that deal. Um, hasn't been too impressive, I got to say, so far on this team uh, through the preseason uh, hasn't really done anything too major, and tonight was no different. But I'm sure um, we'll see as this team matures and as we start to get a little more synergy and the players start to learn each other, we'll definitely start to see a lot more out of Serge Ibaka because uh, he definitely has potential. We've seen, him, we've seen him work before on the Thunder and do some major things. So yeah, unfortunately, uh, a loss for me tonight, but I'm going to hand it over to my co-star who who got the W. Uh, what do you think of this game, man? Yeah, guys, uh, it feels good uh, for the Heat to be 1-0, and undefeated so far. Uh, who knows how long that's going to continue for. But uh, I think just the biggest question really for Heat fans everywhere was, where is the scoring going to come from? You lose Dwayne Wade, who's been your top scorer, uh, Luol Deng, who made huge contributions um, you know, throughout the past few years. Also, Joe Johnson, too, who added a lot to the table last year. You know, Where is the scoring going to come from? And tonight, they've answered a little bit of that question, I guess you could say, uh, with six people in double figures tonight. Uh, and also, Deion Waiters scored 9-2. We had Hassan Whiteside did lead all scores for the Heat with 18 points. I think that's the way it's going to have to be for the Heat. A bunch of guys are going to have to score Obviously, they don't have that star power anymore, so it's going to have to be similar to tonight and the fact that each player on this roster is going to have to contribute some, at least. Whoever is in the game is going to have to find a way to put up some offense to help the team because they don't have that go-to star at the moment Exactly. in those big situations. Yeah, if there's definitely one thing I saw, it's that your guys' bench and just overall team composition is definitely better than the Magic's, and that's why you guys uh, ended up with the W there. 
All right, guys, I wanted to do uh, one last segment here real quick. I wanted to get um, each of your opinions on who you think had great first impressions uh, so far in the season. Mine, I'm going to go with my MVP pick, Kawhi Leonard, I think, leading that Spurs team to a demolition of the, I almost said defending champions, the defending Western Conference champion, Golden State Warriors. I think Leonard continues to be a driving force on that team, uh, 35 points. The five steals is what I saw was really impressive. Um, two-time defensive player of the year in Leonard. Um and I think that he's going to be an anchor on a team that people are, again, going to underrate and overlook because of the presence of the Warriors in the West. And to do it against the Warriors, I think, was a big thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, somebody that impressed me was Jonathan Simmons off the Spurs. He uh, he definitely shows why the Spurs won, and that is their depth. He was coming off the bench uh, last night, uh, got around half an hour or so of playtime and posted 20 points. Got a few rebounds in there and got that awesome block on Curry towards the end of the night. But yeah, he definitely shows why it is important to have more than just a couple stars stars on your team. It's definitely important to build your team out, to have a strong bench uh, so everyone can show up and have their little moment to shine. Yeah, absolutely, Jacob. Um, Simmons obviously had a great game. Uh, Leonard, too. Um, for me, though, guys, uh, just all the attention for me was on the King, LeBron James. Uh, once again, his 43rd triple-double of his career, that's just, uh, that's an incredible stat to me. The guy just continues, you know, to turn back the clock. With, this is his 13th NBA season, and uh, he's still putting up triple-doubles on opening night. Uh, the dude is unreal. He is a force to be reckoned with in this league. As much as people want to talk about Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant, and rightfully so, they are great players, but we all know who the best player in this league is, and that is LeBron James. I want to give a quick shout-out to Cam, our missing co-host tonight. Cam couldn't be here, but I know that somewhere he's very happy about the Heat's victory tonight. So um, on behalf of Matt and Jacob, I wanted to say thank you for joining us for the second episode of the Mostly NBA podcast. Cut short a little bit, but we'll definitely have more content in the future when the um, NBA season really gets going and gets underway. So thank you for listening, and hashtag hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Thanks for listening. <laughs>